shall we begin? Let the games begin. All right, all right, all right. A new age has begun. An age of freedom. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Get to the chopper! This is going to be quite a ride. And hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Movie Bit Podcast. I am your host, Christian Rensery, and this is, like I mentioned, the Movie Bit Podcast, where we talk about all the big breaking movie news items of the week, along with the trailers and the movies that are out in theaters and streaming for your viewing pleasures. Forgive me if you hear any, like, humming in the background. That's actually the fan, because um, my room, where I usually record, I'm not recording at work this week, very rare uh, for me, but um, my room, where I usually record the podcast, is um, very, very hot. And um, uh, the fan is the only thing that's keeping me, uh, that's going to keep me cool uh, right now. So, uh, yeah, hello. Uh, I apologize for last week for not having a podcast. We follow the social media uh, account for the podcast on Twitter and Instagram, which are both uh, linked down below in the description slash show notes area. You may have seen that, uh, you know, it was just, you know, it was a weird week for me uh, with everything. And last week just was a crappy week for me to be completely honest and uh i just i didn't have the energy and i knew i wouldn't have the energy i actually i'm gonna tell you something i didn't put this on the on the social media accounts i did start recording a podcast and i just like just the sound check because uh, i usually do try to do some sound checking on the podcast when i record at work uh i just sounded i felt it and i was like maybe i'll just power through and i started recording and i i recorded like this like i recorded like the little intro and like one news item and um i i heard it i heard it in my voice and i not want to put that podcast out so i apologize for not having a podcast last week but um my schedule is going to clear up really really soon uh you know i've mentioned on the podcast a few times i'll mention it again i'm a substitute teacher and the school year is almost over so i'm definitely going to have a lot more time uh recording uh for for me on the podcast and uh, i did put up a, a tweet on the Twitter where I'm going to start doing a movie series uh, during the summer. You know, hopefully, um, God willing, that I'll be able to do that. But uh, yeah, I'm going to start doing that. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I really am because I've been, I've been, I'm kind of why I've been doing that for a little bit, but I'll get to that when, you know, we, I record the first episode, but, um, but yeah, let's get right to it. Let's get to the podcast this week because we have a lot of news to get to and we have some trailers to get to. So let's get right to it. And we're going to start off like we always do with trailer talk. Coming soon to theaters. All right, so we have a few trailers that came out this week. Uh, some, of them, some of these I'm just going to uh, speed through because I don't really have too much to say. There was a new trailer for the adaptation of the best-selling novel Where the Crawl Dads Sing. Uh, there was a trailer, the first trailer came out uh, earlier this year. This new trailer came out. If you're interested in that, uh, obviously, I, I don't, I'm not completely interested in it, uh, to, to be completely honest. But the movie does star Daisy Edgar-Jones from uh, Hulu's miniseries uh, Under the Banner of Heaven, which is going on right now. She was also in Fresh, which you can also watch on Hulu. I heard she's very good in that. I haven't gotten a chance to watch that yet, but I heard she's very good in that. Uh, but she plays a character named Kaya, uh, also known uh, in the town where this takes place in Barkley Cove as the Marsh Girl, because uh, Kaya grew up along the marshes near the town after, be abandoned, after being abandoned by her family. She then taught herself how to live out there in life, but people still don't accept her. Uh, however, one dead body of someone that Kaya knew is found in the woods with evidence pointing that Kaya was potentially there. She's taken to court and obviously she has to fend for herself. Uh, there, the crawl, uh, where the crawl dads sing will open in theaters on July 22nd. Uh, so if you want to go watch that second trailer for that movie, uh, it's down below linked again. Um, 
the first trailer i mean it, 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 it's 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 an interesting story uh, I, from what i've uh, been reading that the book uh jumps back to uh kind of jumps back and forth between the the court um trial and then past of her growing up and you know people that she's met and then the the person uh, of the dead body because it's someone that she she knew and have has known so it kind of just bounces back and forth between that i did not read the book Uh, i didn't even know what the book was about i didn't even know the book uh that it was a book and so this movie started coming out and the first show that came out and i saw it was based on the best-selling novel and uh yeah that kind of threw me off i, I didn't know but uh but there you go there's uh, there's that uh universal dropped the first trailer for bros this is pretty cool this is written and stars billy eichner uh who you know billy eichner c- comedian uh, he does a lot of the uh, the man on the street stuff that you may have seen online he's also been in a bunch of other stuff he, he voiced uh, uh simone uh, uh in the lion king movie uh but he he's he's a comedian he pops up every now and then if you know who he is then you know exactly what i'm talking about but um this movie uh that, that he wrote or co-wrote with the director nicholas stoller forgetting sarah marshall uh neighbors one and two uh one of my favorites storks he also uh did a lot of the episodes for the netflix series uh, friends from college so they wrote the movie together but billy eichner um i think did the majority of it and nicholas stoller came in and kind of helped him out but eichner did the majority of it and this movie is the first gay romantic comedy from a major studio and on top of that the movie also features an entirely lgbtq principal cast uh there are straight actors in the movie that also uh will play um members of the lgbt community as eichner has pointed out uh it's also from what i, I think from this note because eichner uh i think he did a note or like a presentation before one of the trailers somewhere uh, where he talked about that he's also the first um, gay man to lead a romantic comedy in a studio, something like that. I didn't write that down in my notes, but uh, this is the first gay romantic comedy from a major movie studio, which is really, really cool in Hollywood. And the fact that it hasn't happened yet is kind of depressing. Uh, but we're here now, and this is pretty cool. And Eichner, again, he, he released this note, which I highly recommend you go out and read. It's, it's a very, very good read, and um, you can tell that Eichner really cared uh, and, and takes this responsibility of be, of being uh, not just the writer of the movie, but also the star of the movie very, very seriously for this movie. But um, anyway, Eichner plays a openly gay man podcaster who, in a very metal role, is asked by a movie studio to write a gay romantic comedy that, quote, even straight people will love. All the while, finds he finds someone that he starts to fall in love with. It seems really cool, uh, honestly. And, um, you know, the, the, move, the trailer... Uh, is a not safe for work trailer. I'm sure they'll be releasing a a green band trailer soon, but uh, the trailer they released is a red band trailer. So if you're gonna watch it at work, probably don't watch it at work, um, especially if your you know job is uh, very serious about that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, it's a. Um, I mean, they don't show anything really, but you know, it's there's a lot of stuff that's implied in that trailer. Um, but it, it seems you know it it's really hard to believe that there hasn't been one by a major movie studio and you know it, the fact that it's finally happening is really cool and like i mentioned eichner in that note that he released um he's taking this very very seriously and he wants to represent the lgbt community lgbtq community in hollywood uh as serious as as they are and not you know this hollywood you know idea of the lgbt community but 
actually what it goes on in the LGBT community, which is, I think is really cool. So there you go. So like I mentioned, is directed by Nicholas Stoller, who again wrote, um, helped write uh, the movie with Billy Eichner. Uh, it is produced by John Apatow, and it will open in theaters on September 30th. Go check it out. It's 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 really funny. It's it's a funny trailer. Um, it, it's you know even if you don't end up watching it, I think we all have to agree this is a really cool major step in 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 what's going on and this is a trailer i, I want to mention this one because it's a, it's a it's a teaser to a trailer that's coming out and i usually hate that but considering i i don't know if i have time to record um an update on this i want to mention it here uh there was a brief teaser for george miller's next movie three thousand years of longing it is based on a short story and by the way george miller of course the director of the mad max movies this is based on a short story by a.s bryant it's called uh, the, the short story is called the Jin and then uh the Jin in the nightingale's eyes if you want to go um buy it or rent it or you know whatever um the short story isn't available online I, I already checked or at least i checked a quick check anyway but anyway uh the movie stars tilda swinton as a quote academic cunt an academic consent with her life and a creature of reason while in Istanbul, while in Istanbul attending a conference she happens to encounter a jinn played by Idris Elba who offers her three wishes in exchange for his freedom this presents two problems first she double she doubts that he is real and second because she is a scholar of story and mythology she knows all the cautionary tales of wishes gone wrong the jinn pleads his case by telling her fantastical stories of his past eventually she is beguiled and makes a wish that surprises them both now, this movie is described even like i just mentioned george miller the director of the mad max movies this movie is described as a romance movie and anyone who's like really george you know george miller the director of mad max movies uh making a romance movie what this man went from directing mad max movies to directing babe yes the talking pigs movie and happy feet <laughs> so do not judge him by the genre of that movie uh so anyway like i mentioned the full trailer is going up on friday i'm obviously uh uploading the podcast up on friday but in case i can't record the initial reaction to the trailer and put it up i do want to mention that it that there you know i do want to mention the teaser the teaser itself is crazy there is a lot going on in that teaser uh for just you know it being really really short and there's a lot of images there's like a at one point there's like this little like weird creature thing i don't know what it is but it's there and it, it looks like it's bouncing back and this might be the flashbacks and the stories that the Jin is telling tilton swin's character so yeah i just wanted to mention that um in case i don't get to talk about the full trailer but the teaser itself is pretty insane so uh three thousand years of longing will open in theaters on august 31st we'll definitely be talking more about that once uh, we get closer to the release date all right uh let's move on to the bigger trailers uh, at least for me of the week the first one is another brief teaser that came out although there's no word yet on when a full trailer will be released for this one but 20th century studios and hulu have released a teaser for their new predator movie which is titled prey now, we've talked about prey on the podcast every now and then when the you know, no t- new tidbits come out but we finally have our first look at the movie and the synopsis reads like so set in the comanche nation 300 years ago the story follows a young woman uh named naru i think i don't know if that's how they're going to pronounce her name but naru let's just go with that uh played by uh amy mid from uh legion from um 
that's kind of really the only I think the, I think it's the only thing that I really know her from. She was in Legion. She was in that uh, movie with Liam Neeson on Netflix. Um, I forgot what it was called, The Ice Road. She was in that. She has she has a supporting role in that. The young woman uh, Naru, uh, a fierce and highly skilled warrior, she has she has been raised in the shadow of some of the most legendary hunters who roam the Great Plains. So when danger threatens her camp, she sets out to protect her people. The prey she stalks ultimately confronts out to ultimately confronts turns out to be a highly evolved alien predator with a technological advantage arsenal, resulting in a vicious and terrifying showdown between the two adversaries. Like I mentioned, it is a very brief teaser. Uh, it shows Mid Thunder's character running out of the forest and into a clearing, and then she gets um, she's running from something until um, someone I'm assuming someone from her village, like a warrior, just based off the the face paint that he that that person has, uh, brings her down and like they're kneeling like in the tall grass and everything, and he tells her to to, to be quiet to like she he shushes her and they're looking into the, the you know the the line the forest line and all of a sudden that all so familiar three laser dots come out and they're pointing at the warrior's head presumably blasting his head off because i'm just gonna assume that's what happened because that's what happens when you see those three dots and then it fades to black and we hear the the predators clicking sound that we're all so familiar with before we get a shot uh back in the forest of myth thunder's character seeing something uh, we don't we don't fully see what it is. We just see her reaction, and then you know, kind of uh, in the background, and then you know, obviously in the foreground, we kind of see uh, that cam that very again also familiar um, effect of the camouflage of the predator. Um, I, I don't know if he's like bleeding or if he's you know killing something. Who knows? But we don't see we don't see the predator, but we see the effect, and then we get the title card of of, of prey. It's a short but super effective teaser that brings the predator back into the forest and it's also a compl it's a completely different environment than what we've seen obviously with the native american aspect to it and uh the fact that um it's going to be directed by dan trenberg who directed 10 cloverfield lane he has promised the movie will be scary uh which based off the teaser seems like that might be the case and i mean the setting and the over idea overall idea is scary i mean you have these native american characters who are you know fighting <laughs> A predator who has camouflage and he has you know like i mentioned this technological advantage over uh the people uh but this uh the, the project I, i'm looking forward to this and i'm a huge fan of the predator series and even though some of the movies have not been good but i'm just a huge fan of you know the whole idea of the predator uh lore and I'm, i was re i've been really looking forward to obviously dan trenberg 10 cloverfield lane surprised everyone and, and that you know it shouldn't have been as good as it was but it was and now he's you know he's doing he's doing this but the movie itself um is pretty cool because it's it's a massive bonus that the cast is compromise compromised comprised not compromised compressed a completely different uh statement than i was going to make is comprised and almost entirely of native and first nation talent which is really really cool uh and in fact one of the producers on the movie jane i think it's it's probably jane i think it's pronounced jane myers it's not it's not spelled how it is it's uh but i think it's jane myers herself is a member of the comanche nation which is really really cool so obviously um it will be a uh, accurate portrayal of, of those pe uh, of the people and uh bring a level you know uh of that that yeah, it's bring a level of authenticity really and um that's really really cool that they're gonna do that so pray will stream on hulu on august 5th we'll definitely be talking about that in the podcast because i've been looking forward to this and and the teaser i was already sold in the movie and this teaser just sold me even more so that's really that's really really cool 
So let's move on to the last uh, trailer, at least at the time of this recording, and it is for the new Netflix movie. Uh, they dropped their first trailer for the upcoming sci-fi film Spiderhead. Uh, it is based on a 2010 New York uh, New Yorker short story by George Saunders. The movie centers on a boundary-pushing scientist named Steve Abensenti, who is played by Chris Hemsworth in the movie, who works with inmates in a high-level and well-hidden prison fac- uh, facility known as Spiderhead. There, he offers to convicts a new drug that can change their emotional and physical behavior. If they survive, they can have time taken off their sentence. Um, if again, if they survive, uh, we follow one test subject played by Miles Teller that begins to question the reality and his of his emotions, um, and questions his re- and questions of his reality and his emotions. The movie was written by Rit Reese and Paul uh, Wernick, of course, from Zombieland and the Deadpool movies. It is also directed by Joseph Kaczynski, who directed uh, Tron Legacy, Oblivion, Only the Brave, and, of course, the upcoming Top Gun Maverick, which we'll talk about next week on the podcast. It also co-stars Journey Smollett from um, Birds of Prey and uh, Lovecraft Country from, uh, from HBO. This looks rather intriguing. <laughs> it's because you don't really know what's going on and i'm pretty sure that is the point of the trailer and that will be the point of the movie it looks like the drug is injected into like this pack that they wear uh and it gives them this immediate kind of reaction that looks uh, painful to just to the naked eye and it, it just it looks like hemsworth character hemsworth character is really the antagonist of the movie it looks like he doesn't really care at all at one point uh, of the trailer it looks like he has blood in his hands and he kind of smears it on miles teller's uh, shirt and he has this line about like how pretty people get away with everything and and he's like i i know because i've you know taken advantage of it unfortunately which i thought was very funny uh but yeah i mean he this this trailer looks very intriguing uh this movie has been in the works for a little bit and um it's been talked about in the town a lot uh but uh i'm, I'm looking forward to it, it it's, it's it was one of those movies i was like i think it was originally called escape from spiderhead and they kind of just shortened down the trailer to just spiderhead so i i think that'll be you know obviously escape from spiderhead would have been really cool but i also think it would have set a precedent of what this movie was that it's just like this bonkers kind of like you hear that title and it's like oh is this is like this is crazy like 80s inspired movie and um this obviously looks very very different but um but this looks pretty cool uh, i'm not gonna lie I, I don't want to give too much away from the trailer but the trailer doesn't really give you too much either uh there's at one point that there's someone in the room and something happens because there's just a bunch of blood everywhere so i don't know what, what happened there but obviously we'll see when the movie streams it'll be streaming pretty soon because this movie uh spiderhead will stream on netflix on june 17th probably we'll talk about that in the podcast uh, as well when that comes out all right, so those are all the trailers that came out, at least at the time of this recording. Uh, there will be more trailers down below because there is there was some more trailers uh, down there that I didn't just didn't get to talk about or just don't have too much to say. So all the trailers from this week will be linked down below in the description slash show notes area, so you can watch them for the first time or you can watch them all over again. All right, let's move on with the podcast with this week's movie news items of the week. All right, so let's uh, talk about some uh, somewhat quick-fire movie news items. The prequel to the Hunger Games titled Hunger, The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes has found its lead in Tom Plith. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I apologize if that's not how you pronounce his name. Uh, but Plith can be seen currently in the epic show Billy the Kid, and he will play a young Cornelius Snow, a.k.a. President Snow, 
from the kind of main series. This is obviously become before he becomes president. The book is uh, the movie is based off the book, uh, which is a prequel novel that's also written that was also written by Suzanne Collins, who wrote the original uh, main trilogy of books. The movie will center on a young Snow as he looks to restore honor to the lineage of which he has taken on hard times. In the aftermath of a war with the Capitol, he hopes to take part as a mentor in the Tenth Hunger Games, but is alarmed after he is chosen to help a girl from the impoverished District Twelve in Lucy Graybard. So we can look forward to uh, a nice little you know precursors of what happens in in obviously in the in the movies later on the franchise director francis lawrence who directed catching fire and mocking jay part one and two uh, will come back he also directed constantine i am legend and red sparrow uh, but he will return to direct the movie with uh, michael leslie uh, who wrote macbeth and assassin's creed uh, having done he just did the latest draft of the script that was originally written by suzanne collins and michael arndt who also happened to write Catching Fire as well. The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes will open in theaters on November 17th, 2023. Casting's underway, so I'm pretty sure we'll be uh, expecting more uh, casting updates from that. I have not seen the last two Hunger Games movies. I thought the first two were just okay, really. I mean, they weren't anything big. The books were obviously... I don't want to be that guy, but the books were were better, but, you know that's whatever uh more power to them if they can if they can make this work obviously Lionsgate wants to keep the, the Hunger Games train rolling they've been talking about doing prequels for a while ever since the last series ended so I'm not surprised by by this uh, DC's live-action movie about the Wonder Twins which was set to be released on HBO Max is no longer happening <laughs> this comes after uh this comes after last month when uh, the project cast uh, Isabel May and KJ Appa as the two heroes. Uh, there doesn't seem to be a hardcore reason, or at least a confirmed reason, for the cancellation, but many outlets are saying the reason is because of the merger between Discovery and Warner Brothers and Discovery president David uh, Sal- Salslav, I think that's how you pronounce his last name, uh, wanting to cut down on pricey streaming-only releases, which I guess, you know, makes sense, especially if you're merging with a new company. You know, obviously you don't want to... Uh, you know, take take a big hit on releasing these big budget movies that you know you'll get no return off of, which it makes sense. Uh, the movie was going to start production this summer, uh, but obviously not longer happening. So they really only have like four months of pre production going on the project before they got canceled, which kind of a shame, uh, especially you know considering what DC was doing with the you know coming comedic takes of you know the the DC heroes like Peacemaker or, or you know maybe even the Suicide Squad a little bit. But uh, maybe Doom Patrol is another one. But uh, I guess not. In the meantime, Batgirl, which did finish filming back in April, will still come out on HBO Max presumably this year. Although they're they're being very tight-lipped on the release date. So if it does come out this year, it will obviously be late this year. Maybe sometime in November or December. If not, we can definitely look forward to that sometime next year. Pete Davidson, Franz Rogorowski, I think they pronounced that last name. Um, they're, they're a newcomer to the scene, so I, I don't really have a, a good idea, a, a good grasp on how you say the last name. Uh, Naomi Scott and Sean Harris are all set to star in Wizards, a new movie from writer-director David Machode, who, um, which will be done, sorry, which will be done by A24 and Plan B Entertainment. Machode, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. I'm not sure that's how you pronounce it. I apologize if it isn't. But uh, he will write the script, which is based off a story that he wrote along with Joe Edgerton. Yes, the actor, Joe Edgerton. Uh, that one. Uh, the movie will follow two hapless pothead beach bar operators in Pete Davidson and Rogowowski, who run into trouble when they stumble across stolen loot that they really should have just left alone. 
Yes, that is the logline for the movie. No word yet on who Scott or Harris will play. The movie acts as uh, multiple reunions. Machode and producer Liz Watts from 2014's The Rover, which he directed and wrote. The Rover, by the way, uh, it's a it's pretty it's a slow burn movie, but it's really good. It's with Guy Pierce and uh, Robin Pattinson. Uh, they play kind of the two real main leads in the movie. Uh, the third collaboration between Machode and Plan B after War Machine which was the Brad Pitt movie that came out on Netflix, I believe, and The King, which is another Netflix movie that came out. That's the one with Timothy Chalamet and, coincidentally, Robert Pattinson again. And the fourth collaboration between A24 and Plan B following their award-winning films. The Last Black Man in San Francisco, Minari, and Moonlight. That's the reason why I'm talking about this movie in the podcast. That's the reason why I'm brought it up in the podcast. Uh, the filming will take place in Queensland, but no word yet on when production will start. This is a really big deal, obviously, so this pretty cool the cast is pretty great i mean pete davidson i'm not the biggest fan of pete davidson but uh, a lot of the stuff he's been doing lately uh seems to be getting a lot of big um you know big praise from him so there is that uh, again uh franz rogorowski is pretty new to the scene uh, at least here in america especially here in america hasn't really done a lot of stuff uh naomi scott uh, P- princess jasmine uh from the land live action movie she was also in the power rangers movie i think she was uh, she was in a i think she's in a netflix series right now that's supposed to be really good i just uh, obviously i have not watched it but I, i'm pretty sure that's where she's what she's doing right now and sean harris uh the bad guy from the last uh, mission impossible movies he was also one of the scientists in uh prometheus has an overall look to him that's gives off villain vibes but he's a really sweet guy from what i hear so uh i'm not saying he's you know whatever but you know what i meant but uh but yeah there you go and then uh david michelle obviously you know big big time director obviously have directing those movies like i mentioned the rover which is really good it's a, again a bit of a slow burn i have not watched war machine i heard of, i heard some mixed things about it and the king on my list hadn't watched it yet heard is very good as well but uh well just that's way and see and then again you got the partnership between a24 and plan b which like i mentioned mentioned you know the last four times they've teamed the last three times they've teamed up have all been award-winning uh really recognized films the last black man last black man in san francisco minari and moonlight pretty cool if you want to hear some reaction to some of those you go check out uh 24 minutes of a24 it's a really great podcast they have episodes of the last back black man in san francisco they also did moonlight recently as well they did both of those recently so want to go check those out really great podcast like i mentioned 24 minutes of a24 they're great guys over there and um uh, it's a really great show and uh they talk about a24 who doesn't love a24 all right let's move on uh to the next movie news item the live action barbie movie which is currently filming by the way with margot robbie uh set to play barbie will feature more than one barbie and ken more than one barbie and more than one ken obviously there are a lot of barbie variants barbie and ken variants out there from the toys and uh, the movie will highlight that in some way shape or form according to the new york times reporter kyle Kane, who learned this at the Cannes film festival which is also going on at the moment Issa ray and uh hari neff will play different versions of barbie along with simul lu aka shang chi and uh another actor who i i'm not going to pronounce that name correctly i'm not going to try and i apologize to this man but i'm not going to try pronouncing your name because i will i will undoubtedly mess it up and i've already messed up names already and we're not even halfway through the podcast uh we'll be doing the same for the uh ken character obviously ryan gosling will be playing uh the version of ken that will probably be uh with uh connected to margot robbie's barbie uh this uh, there again there's no word in how this plays to the plot of the movie uh but maybe you know margot robbie's barbie finds out that she's not the only barbie around um so we'll have to again plot details are very scarce on what 
the movie is. So we don't really know what's going on with that. But anyway, there you go. Uh, Robbie will, of course, also produce the movie and will be directed by Gerda Gerwig and co-written by Gerwig and her husband, Noah Baumbach, himself a very uh, credible writer and director. Of course, the movie co-stars Kate McKinnon, America Ferrer, Alexandra Shipp, uh, Emma Mackey, Michael Sarah, Rio Perlman, and Will Ferrell. There was rumors that Will Ferrell was playing a CEO of a company. So again, that's kind of where the idea of maybe, you know, Barbie th- thinks that she's the only one, but there's actually a bunch of them. So I, I don't know what's going on. Well, again, we'll have to wait and see. It's currently filming right now. I'm sure, you know, we'll, we'll get some idea because the movie will come out on July 21st of next year. So we'll probably most likely get some better idea of what's going on once they uh, wrap up filming. And if you want to keep that date on your calendar uh, of July 1st, 2023, uh, you'll find another interesting movie is coming out that day, which I just find very funny because it's complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer is coming out that day. That's going to be a very interesting box office battle if um, one of those or both of those movies keep that really state. So uh, let's stick with Margot Robbie in a little bit because Warner Brothers is working on another Ocean's Eleven movie. This time it's a prequel. The movie will be set in Europe in the 1960s and has a director in Jay Roach who directed Bombshell, the movie about the Fox uh, News scandal, and will reunite his Bombshell lead, Margot Robbie, like I mentioned, who will also produce this movie. Uh, it should be noted that the movie has not been given a green light yet, but uh, you got Robbie and Roach who did Bombshell that was nominated for awards. Uh, I'm pretty sure that movie's getting a green light. And you have, you know, the IP already of Ocean's Eleven. So, yeah. The goal is to start um, production sometime next year. Again, granted that they're given a green light, which, again, I can't I can't imagine you wouldn't do a, a You wouldn't give a green light to another Ocean's movie, uh, especially with Margot Robbie attached. Like, that, that doesn't make sense. Of course, the studio already did a spinoff uh, with Ocean's Eight, which starred Sandra Bullock as George Clooney's sister, which wasn't bad. I... I genuinely did like that movie when it first came out and i watched it uh, again recently because it was on tv and i just kind of just left it on uh and i still enjoyed it, it it's still a pretty good movie and it's got a pretty good cast you got sandra bullock in there you got kate blanchett sarah paulson uh rihanna's in there aquafina and hathaway uh helena bonham carter it's it's generally it's pretty good it's it's a pretty good it's a pretty good time um i, I wouldn't have mind seeing a sequel to that one but uh, I, I guess you know if they're instead going with uh they're going with a a prequel i don't know how that's gonna fit into everything i don't know if she's related to the oceans i don't know what's going on with that but um i'll be game to watch it because i really do like the oceans movies so i'm 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 okay with that let's move on from marco robbie to her co-star in barbie this is kind of a weird weird segues that's been going on but ryan gosling is closing a deal to join universal's stuntman drama the fall guy which is be directed by david leach who of course directed the deadpool 2 hobbs and shaw he helped uh, direct the first john wick movie he has bullet train coming out uh later this year in august the movie is based on the TV series from the 80s, which starred Lee Majors as a Hollywood stuntman who has a side hustle as a bounty hunter to make ends meet. This is not a pseudo-sequel to Drive, where Gosling played a Hollywood stunt driver 
and was a getaway driver on the side. This is a completely different thing, uh, but but coincidentally, just it, it 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 he has you know a good grasp of what that means and can play that very well. Uh, the movie will shoot in Australia, which is becoming a very big hotspot for Hollywood lately. Obviously, they get some uh, tax incentives over there, and uh, it helps out the economy over there in Australia, which is really really cool. I didn't know this, but there was a previous adaptation uh, of the show that was in the works with uh, Mick G directing with Dwayne Johnson starring in the movie. Uh, this was probably you know many many years ago because. Obviously, uh, Dwayne Johnson doesn't have the stuntman body. Um, it's kind of probably hard to find a stuntman for Dwayne Johnson. But, uh, yeah, that, that was interesting. Uh, no word yet on when filming will but get going. But, like I mentioned, Gossing is currently filming Barbie, uh, where he's playing one of the Ken characters. He also has the Netflix spy action thriller The Green Man, uh, with Chris Evans coming out in July. We'll talk about that once it comes out. And uh, Leech, like I mentioned earlier, has Bullet Train coming out on August 5th. Um, it was supposed to come out at the end of July, but it got delayed. Uh, last week to the beginning of August for some reason. Uh, let us move on to the bigger news items of the week. Let's move on to this next movie news item, which is a pretty big one. Uh, and I know we'll have uh, some fans um, happy and some fans um, wondering why you're damn, why you're so damn happy, like myself. So yeah, like I mentioned, and, and probably happy news for some people out there because they're all haters. Uh, in, a, in a Vanity Fair piece, which is a very good read, I'll, I'll link it down below if you have not read it yet, although... I'm assuming you've, if you're a big Star Wars fan, you've probably have read it already. But in case you haven't, uh, I'll put a link it down there. Uh, it's highlighting the future of Star Wars on the big screen and streaming. But it was revealed in the piece that Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy, or was revealed by Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy, that Ryan Johnson's new Star Wars trilogy has been delayed. Now, Johnson, of course, directed the much-talked-about, even to this day, Star Wars The Last Jedi. The reason isn't because uh, Kennedy caved into some very... Very outspoken fans, but because Johnson is, quote, unbelievably busy with his Knives Out films, uh, which is true because Johnson has committed to doing not just one, but two Knives Out sequels that will be streaming on Netflix. And there's that story going around that Netflix is considering giving Knives Out to a theater run for like about 45 days. And then, you know, before it, um, you know, also goes back to just streaming on Netflix. Kennedy also didn't call Johnson's movies a trilogy, but but uh, that may be something that Lucasfilm and Kennedy will be doing going forward, not because of Johnson not being so busy or because of what he's done, uh, what fans think he's done to the franchise, but uh, because they want to reportedly focus on director-driven movies instead of overarching stories for future films, which I think is pretty smart, uh, especially in the Star Wars world. In that same piece, uh, the Kevin Feige-produced Star Wars movie is still happening at Lucasfilm. There's no updates on that. In the case of Star Wars future movies, Taika Waititi's movie, which he is working on, may be the next Star Wars movie to be released in theaters. Uh, he's finishing up his next two projects, obviously Thor Love and Thunder, and then he has Next Goal Wins, uh, which is based off a true story of the, um, I think the rugby team, um, that, uh, the, the, the New Zealand rug, rugby team. Uh, so there, there, there is that. Uh, Patty Jenkins' uh, Rogue Squadron was supposed to be the next Star Wars movie out in theaters, but obviously that got delayed uh, due to some reported creative differences. So it looks like Taika Waititi's movie will be the next one lined up. But anyway, back to Ryan Johnson. He is well-liked over at Lucasfilm. You know, I can see why. Uh, back in 2019, in April, it was revealed that Johnson and Game of Thrones showrunners David Beninoff and D.B. Weiss were paired together by Lucasfilm to map out the future of the franchise. Like, all of it, not just their individual projects, but like the next movies for, you know, quite some time. But then in October, Beninoff and Wise left 
uh, the Lucasfilm and abandoning their stories. And uh, Johnson was left and he stayed on board. But uh, obviously not a lot of stuff has happened since then because obviously, you know, he went to go do Knives Out. And then he took a little bit of break. And now, you know, he, he I think, no, he didn't take a break. He's like doing the series, I think on Apple TV, I believe. So yeah, he's, and then now obviously he went to work on, on the Knives Out sequels. So uh, going back to The Last Jedi, um, I don't have a lot of hate. Uh, I don't have the same amount of hate for The Last Jedi. Like, I mean, there's a lot of other people that seriously hate this movie. And seriously, it feels like you guys are talking about an ex-girlfriend. Sometimes. That's what it feels like. It, it's I, it, You guys, just some of you just feel like you're talking about an ex-girlfriend. That you, swell, that you swear you tell your friends that you're completely over. But you just can't stop talking about her. And that's what you guys sometimes feel like when you talk about The Last Jedi. I mean, seriously... I don't even talk about the movies I don't like that much as much as Star Wars fans talk about how much they hate The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi was a... I mean, look. I, 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 oh, you guys are getting all cut up. That hate leaks over to Johnson for some reason. And I, I know because I saw it. Don't say you didn't do it. There are people that did not want to go watch Knives Out because of what he did with The Last Jedi. And that's so dumb. Just, you're, you're an idiot if that's what you really did. And I don't get it. Because, look, there's he was doing his job. He was trying to continue what was established. And, yeah, admittedly, he tried to do his own thing. And it didn't necessarily work completely. But I don't hate The Last Jedi. Do I hate? No, I don't hate The Last Jedi. Admittedly, I've not watched it since I watched it in theaters. There's a lot of cool stuff in The Last Jedi. There is. But it does feel like it was continuing what, it was, what The Force Awakens had started. While also trying to branch off and do... Like, also trying to branch other stuff off. And it just it was just this mixed bag of things. But I don't think it, it destroyed the Star Wars franchise. I don't think it destroyed what it was doing. It just, I, I just think that they needed more time to, you know, work on it. Do I blame Johnson? No, I do not blame Johnson. That's dumb. Anyway, anyway, before I get all worked up. I don't want to get worked up this week. <laughs> I got worked up two weeks ago talking about Fast X. I don't, I don't want to, you know, get worked up. We'll have to wait, obviously, for the Knives Out movies to be done, or at the very least, these next two, to see if Johnson will go back to uh, to the Star Wars franchise, if he even wants to go back and, and do it. But uh, but yeah, in the meantime, we can enjoy the Star Wars universe on Disney+. Plus. Obviously, we have Kenobi coming, Obi-Wan Kenobi coming out at the end of the month. Uh, we also have uh, the, uh, the Mandalorian, the new season of the Mandalorian coming out as well. Uh, the... Um, uh, Rosario Dawson's, I can't think of her name, uh, Osaka, uh, that series coming out as well. They have The Acolyte, which is another one they announced coming out. So Star Wars is doing just fine on the streaming service. You know, we don't, you know, it'll probably be a nice little break for Star Wars movies. I, I think we're okay with that. Okay, moving on to the big movie news item of the week. The last movie news item of the week. 20th Century Studios is taking another swing at Alan Moore's The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. The movie is reportedly uh, intended for Hulu and has hired Justin Haith, the writer of Revolutionary Road. That's the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet movie. No, no, not Titanic. The other one. I just said it. It was Revolutionary Road. Open your ears. Uh, he also wrote uh, Snitch, which was the uh, Dwayne Johnson movie that he did. The Lo- He had a hand in writing The Lone Ranger, uh, which gets a lot- I had to go back and watch The Lone Ranger because it gets a lot of hate. That third act, I think, was really good. 
Um, but it probably was way too long for its own good. Uh, a Cure for Wellness, which everyone seems to have forgotten about. And uh, he also uh, wrote uh, Red Sparrow, which is the Jennifer Lawrence uh, Russian spy movie. Uh, so he's going to write the script for the movie. For those not in the know, the graphic novel series, which was first published all the way back in 1999 and had this kind of like legal thing with DC and Alan Moore was like had enough with DC and he took the rights back for it. It was still going because apparently the last story wrapped up in 2019. So that that that's a pretty good run for a graphic novel that started all the way back in 2009 or back but started in two, uh, 1999 and ran to 2019 um after legal troubles and a, uh, a very 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 terrible movie but uh, anyway uh it is set during the victorian england era and followed literary characters from anywhere dracula sherlock holmes league uh, 20,000 leagues under the sea even world of worlds um, the aliens uh, of War of the Wars show up in one of the the graphic novels. Yeah, it's 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 all over the place. It, it's a it's the series is crazy. It, think of it like the Avengers or the Justice League uh, of books, uh, book characters you probably read, you had to read in high school and maybe even some in college. It is crazy. It is it is a crazy experience that that has happened. But anyway, since we're talking about the source material, the graphic novels were an instant hit. The first volume won the Bram Stoker Award for Best Illustrated Narrative, and the second volume won an Eisner Award for Best Limited Series. So this is a very well-liked, critically acclaimed graphic novel series, and it, it, which is why it is so baffling that the movie sucked so hard. The movie is not good. It is not good. I don't care how... If there's someone out there who genuinely likes League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, I, I, I want to know why. I really do. I, I want not because and no, don't say it's oh it's so bad it's so good. no 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 you can't you can't use that excuse for every movie no I want to know why you genuinely like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen anyway uh, I guess, I guess it should be noted though that the movie itself if you haven't watched it by the way you don't know what I'm talking about League of Extraordinary Gentlemen Sean Connery um, is the lead in the movie it's directed by Stephen Tor- Norrington and that movie had a very troubled production admittedly had a very troubled production there's a lot of things that went wrong and at one point in the movie sean during filming sean connery who by the by quit acting sometime after like a couple years after the movie came out uh a lot of people thought that this is the movie that drove him to retirement uh literally fought director steven norrington on set one day and it it, it, it it yeah they just had a very troubled production very troubled partnership and uh it just you know i don't know if all the troubles were the reason why this movie sucks so hard it's it just wasn't good anyway despite all that though the movie was still a success for 20th century studios or 20th century fox as it was known back then of course uh making 179 million dollars worldwide and was very popular on dvd again don't know how this movie's not very this movie's not good i have not gone back and watched it i tried watching it a few years ago like when the pandemic first started i I thought i was like you know what i'm just gonna watch i'm just gonna watch it see you know go back maybe maybe i was too hard on it couldn't do it (laughs) nope couldn't do it uh did not finish watching it uh so maybe maybe i'll just have to power through and, and watch it again uh but this isn't the first time that um they've been trying to reboot the movie uh, within the last, I want to, say, we can even say ten years, five years, at the very least. Even a few years ago, Twentieth uh, Century Studios had tried to do a reboot for the movie several times. Uh, the last two attempts, one of them was a TV series that they wanted to do. The last time that they wanted to do a movie was a female-centric take on the project. Uh, none of them have obviously taken off, so let's hope that this one does. Obviously, I think the fact that they're going to put it on Hulu probably helps out a little bit more because now they can, you know. 
um, they don't have to, you know, uh, they don't have to like set a production date and then set a release date for the movie because it doesn't have one uh, right now. And sources say that uh, Halith, the writer and the company, are going to the graphic novels to pull some uh, to pull from the bigger core stories for their take, which is very good. They're going to go back to the graphic novels, which is always really cool. Uh, the movie, by the way, added a bunch of stuff that was not in the graphic novels, like. I don't think Tom Sawyer, who was in the movie, was in the graphic novels, and they, or at least they not the way they presented him in the movie, because in the movie he plays like a Secret Service agent, which a lot of people hated. <laughs> I never read any of the League of Extraordinary League of Extraordinary Gentlemen graphic novels. I never read any of them. I know what they're about, and I've like read synopsis and like uh, you know like details on on the stories, and they sound really really cool. So this might be kind of one of my you know, summer projects that I'll go and try to find some of those and and read them. But um, from what I hear, they're very very good. Uh, obviously, obviously, critically acclaimed, award-winning novels, graphic novels. So, uh, there's at least one person from the past movies coming back, and that is producer Don Murphy. So, learn from your mistakes, Don. That's all I'm saying. Learn from your mistakes. You know, everyone's talking about how things get rebooted and remade and every, everything, and how you know Hollywood has no creativity or whatever. Let's face it, there are some movies out there that can be remade and rebooted and fans will be happy about it. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is one of those movies that I think people are going to be okay if they reboot and remake because the first one was just not good. It wasn't... Uh, I, I, I have to go back and watch it. I have to go back and watch it for the podcast. If I do, it's for the podcast. I'm just telling you right now. If I do that, I'm not, I'm not going to go back and willingly watch League of Extraordinary Gentlemen for no good reason. Like, I'm just, I'm not going like, to... I did it a few years ago because of the pandemic and I was like, we're all locked down and we needed stuff to watch. That was the only way I was going to do that. Now, it's like, if I do, I'm doing it for content. <laughs> That's, I'm going to be honest with you. That's all I'm doing it for. But uh, but yeah, there you go. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen getting a reboot. Hopefully this one sticks. You know, I remember being kind of excited to see what they would do with the TV uh, aspect because I thought, you know, it would give them time to draw stuff out and stuff like that. And I think it, would, it probably would have really worked for TV. And then they want to do a female-centric side. I know there's female characters in Leave of Extraordinary Gentlemen. There's not a lot of them, but there is some of them. So I thought that would have been an interesting take. Um, but uh, having, you know, uh, again, not having read the stories, but knowing that there's not, a, you know, a lot of female characters uh, would have been very interesting. But um, But, yeah, I'm excited for this. I really am. I, 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 I like the, I like the general idea of Lego Extraordinary Gentlemen, bringing all these literary characters together for for something for something like that. I, I I just I just like that whole idea in general. So I'm very excited to see what they do um, with the with the movie. So that's it. Those are all your big movie news items of the week. At least at the time of this recording. If anything drops and I have time to record, I'll put it right here. If not, let us move on with this week's. Uh, movies that are coming out in theaters and streaming for all your viewing pleasures. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. All right, so let's talk about some movies. Uh, we're going to talk about, I don't know why I said it like that. Let's talk about the movies that are coming out on streaming. We have one, uh, The Valet, which is, will be up on Hulu. A movie star, played by Samara Weaving, and lists a parking lot valet from Beverly Hills, played by Eugenio Debrez, to pose as her lover to cover up her relationship with a married man. This is a nice romantic comedy. We talked about the trailer when it came out a few uh, few weeks ago, and uh, I remember being um, kind of, I, I kind of took to the trailer. I, I really liked the trailer. I thought it was funny. Uh, I, I, I didn't know this. I didn't know anything about this movie, and I like both Samara Weaving and Eugenio Debrez. So I'm I'm gonna check this one out. I think it, I think it looks pretty funny from the trailer. So there's that. Uh, of course, the next one is on Disney Plus. It's Chippendale Rescue Rangers. 
I was going to do the, the whole kind of intro, but I wasn't going to do that because I don't want to embarrass myself even more. Uh, so 30 years after the popular TV show ended, Chipmunks Chip and Dale live very different lives. When a cast member of the original series mysteriously disappears, the pair must reunite to save their friend, John Mulaney, John Mulaney sorry, and Annie Sandberg will voice Chip and Dale respectively. The rest of the voice cast includes Will Arnett, Eric Bana, Dennis Haysbert, King and Michael Key, Seth Rogen, and J.K. Simmons. This looks rather interesting. A lot of people are comparing this to Who Friend Roger Rabbit because of the live action and CGI hybrid and the fact that these characters exist in the world. Like they, we know who these characters are, so it's it's kind of interesting that they're doing that. Um, there's a bunch of characters. I, the villain looks like a grown up Peter Pan who looks like a mobster for some reason. So there is that, and then um, Seth Rogen's playing like some Viking character. I don't know if he's like from something specifically, but I think I saw one of the like tv spots that timon is also in the in the movie and um so he's voicing his characters back to back which i thought uh, i think is very interesting but uh yeah chip and dale's rescue rangers up on disney plus if you want to go check that out and then in theaters we got two movies uh downton abbey the new era this is a sequel to the downton abbey the movie that came out a few years ago i don't watch downton abbey so I'm, i have zero interest in in this movie not because it's just i don't think it's gonna be good it's just i don't watch the show so i have no connection to the downton to the to the movies uh, or this one in particular and the uh, the other movie is men this is written and directed by alex garland who of course directed and wrote uh, ex machina and annihilation it stars jesse buckley as a woman who goes on a solo vacation to the english countryside followed following the death of her ex-husband and then uh creepy stuff starts happening to her and um can't explain it and uh, rory kenner also co-stars in the movie and it looks like he's playing multiple different roles or at least it's kind of like a weird thing that jessica buckley sees just rory kenner's character in everyone i don't know that's how the, that's kind of how the trailer is playing playing it a little bit and again there's a lot of creepy stuff happening to her and it's it's just really weird so that's uh there you go so there's men uh downson abbey a new era in theaters and streaming uh chippendale rescue rangers on disney plus and the valet on hulu that's it everybody thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast this week i very much appreciate it like i mentioned hopefully my schedule schedule last week was just terrible and hopefully my schedule next week uh allows me to kind of um uh, record a podcast and isn't as terrible but uh, we'll have to wait and see on that but uh again thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast this week make sure make sure to check uh to can't talk now to check out all the links down below in the description slash show notes area trailers social medias every, everything else that you need uh to listen to the podcast wherever you are whether you're listening to on youtube on apple Podcasts, on stitcher on spotify on anchor wherever you're listening to this thank you guys so much for listening uh make sure to leave a rating review subscribe uh whatever it is five stars four stars if it's anything less than three stars i'm, I'm inclined to believe that you are a hater so uh please don't be a hater i know this podcast can be better i know i know all right just you know bear with me okay i've been doing this for five years by myself almost six years what, what do you want from me uh, <laughs> why am i yelling at you anyway i'm gonna stop i think the heat's getting me this fan isn't working anymore <laughs> Uh, so thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast this week. I very much appreciate it. You guys are always great, uh, even if I'm yelling at you. But uh, but yeah, thank you guys. I will see you guys next week. Be good people. Be safe this weekend. And as always, go watch some movies. Woo-hoo! Yeah! Give it up! Movies! <laughs>